Welcome back, everyone, to a very understaffed um, The Last week, I was thankfully joined by um, Chris and Kim, who set aside time in their busy days to come join me and have a conversation. Um, Ed and Shami had better things to do, so they decided to just, you know, ghost on me. And I was like, that's okay. I'm tired. Um, but this week, I have Ed, no Shami. Well, Shami will join, hopefully, but we'll see how that happens. The internet is being a problem. So to my right... The magician himself, Ed. Yes, yes, yes. I'm over here, chilling. Finally back. I didn't dodge you, man. You did. <laughs> I, I, I was just, yeah. I was, I was having a moment. <laughs> a moment where you dodged me. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'm cool with it. So. Um, since Yami's not here, you know, um, we can have a boys chat in the event that she arrives. We then have to act like we missed her. So, you know, <laughs> we need to practice that, <laughs> uh, which, which we'll probably do. We're going to do the thing again. Yeah. So, uh, before this started, Ed and I were talking about, it wasn't even a topic that we we're going to discuss, but it's something that we found both interesting was like, um, um, apprenticeships versus universities. So it's like, is a degree really essential in some industries or is it better to learn on the job in others? So before I get on a winding ramble, I'll let it start. Okay, okay. So so I'd, I think I would say I've had the privilege of experiencing both uh, okay, still experiencing, but experiencing nonetheless. Because um, I started off at a technical college and then went to an attachment, which was uh, something similar to what an apprenticeship would be like. Uh, then now I'm, at a, now I'm at a university. So yeah, getting a taste of what that is like. And from experience, like from experience in the field, because of um, what we learned at a technical college, it was actual stuff that is practical, stuff that we are actually doing. And it was, you know, like production, like we're actually working and we're actually uh, doing pretty much productive work. So it would be... Uh, so it'll be simple, like you're actually fixing a phone, you're actually installing an internet connection, and you're actually configuring VPNs for specific clients and stuff. And you were doing it hands-on on live systems and live equipment. And you'll get like that firsthand experience of what it is like to work on such systems. So that was cool. And then... Um, then we moved over to university. So now at university, it's a lot of theory. Um, so a lot of deductions, a lot of um, uh, derivations, you know, trying to break things apart so that you understand the science of it and how it works. And as much as it makes you understand the tool that you'll be using, it didn't do much in terms of understanding the actual job. So you'd really understand the science behind a modem, for example, but um, setting up that modem, it's 
something that you would never learn at a university that is learned at a technical college. So I don't know, like to, to, to answer your question, for me, it's for technical, uh, for technical gigs, for technical subjects, I think the route of a technical college and apprenticeship, it feels like it's the best way because you actually get to have hands-on experience of how to do the actual job, how to actually be productive. Um, I mean, whilst we were attached at this technical college, there were some guys that came from university and we had to basically teach them everything because they did not know much when it comes to the hands-on stuff. And so, and so yeah, like, you'd start to wonder why, well, what is it exactly they're learning? Because there is a general assumption, especially in Zimbabwe, that um, uh, if you come from a university, you just know more than anyone else who hasn't gone to a university. And so even in an environment where um, I'm the technical guy and I'm the expert at the technical bits, if someone from university comes through, joins me, and we start working on something, there is this subconscious thing of, hey, this guy should be um, heading this, should be leading this, should be at the forefront of this because he has a degree in this. I just have a diploma or, cer or a certificate or something. Uh, but in actual fact, um, you then discover that uh, they know a lot of stuff, but not the stuff that's important to actually getting the job done. So, yeah, that's, that's my experience. For technical stuff, definitely. If I think the route that I kind of took feels like the best route where you understand the practical side of it, of how to make things work, and then uh, through an apprenticeship, and then go to university to then figure out why that stuff works the way it does. So, yeah. Isn't that kind of doing things in reverse order though? Like, um, you know, I, I get it. Like it's, if you're doing things with your hands and you're having to do technical stuff, it's probably best to have like the, the things in your hand, you know, that tactile response of everything and feeling your way around it. Um, but some would argue, oh no, listen, why don't you just go get the theory first, do the practical later. What do you say to those naysayers and haters? Um, so, so it's, so the thing is, the thing actually is, it's not like when you're at a technical college, there is no theory that you go through. I mean, for you to understand how to operate that equipment, some theory needs to go into it so that you, you first understand how the thing works, um, before you start playing around with it. So there is some theory there, but then, um, I, don't, I still feel like uh, because like at university, the theory that you go through is more of the science of the thing, you know? You know uh, so for example, if it's an engineering course, <clears throat> you are now trying to figure out the science of the thing so that you can uh, hopefully, if, we, if you have the abilities to, you can hopefully make 
something like that. So make that specific equipment, make that specific product to the specifications that um, are required or that you require. So that's more of like what you'll be doing at university, the theory that is there. And then the theory in, in a technical college, it's more of uh, understanding the parameters of tool that you are using in the field. So understanding the parameters of that modem, what is the number of um, the number of users that can connect to it? What is its maximum bandwidth? What is uh, what what are the connectors? Can I connect a laptop directly with an Ethernet cable, or it's just um, wireless only? Um, does it operate using fiber, or does it operate using ADSL? using an LTE SIM. So it's at a technical college, it's theory behind the tools that you're using within the field. And then at university, it's more of theory that allows you to create a product that best suits whatever application that you want to use it for. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty advanced stage. And it's more for someone who's into research and product development rather than just, you know, installation, uh, I don't know, fitting and turning, is it what they call it? But like uh, for someone who's just going to be working at a company where they're just installing stuff, setting up stuff and, and, and getting stuff to work, it's not really necessary to go through the notions of trying to reimagine the tools or the equipment that you use. So. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Interesting. Interesting. Because like you, I've had experience of both. Um, like the university setting and um, the more, I guess I'll call it an apprenticeship, basically. Um, for me, I'm, I'm kind of with you that it's like, it's more about if you want to get into a field and you want to learn immediately, it's better to get into that field. That's why I'm more on the side of apprenticeship because you don't waste time and hundreds of thousands of dollars getting qualification that then gets you to learn something that someone who went directly into the field learns. Now, many people would obviously then say, you know, the university experience is important, the learning, et cetera. But for most people I've spoken to, like they had to pretty much relearn a lot of stuff when they got into the field. Um, a lot of stuff they were pretty much behind on. Um, and a lot of stuff was pretty much redundant and foundational. Um, uh, to go through the of learning again when the expectation is, oh, when I get my degree, I go into a job. Now it's different for, for different fields. Like obviously a degree is necessary for stuff like medicine and then, you know, the applied sciences, et cetera. That career probably it's, it's necessary, but okay, the applied sciences, if you're smart enough, you won't really need to university i'm pretty sure if, if you're a genius at that level um they'll probably be asking you to come over uh <laughs> to come teach them that way there's certain places where like for, for example like this whole writing experience it's pretty much been an apprenticeship um and i think it's more valuable in that sense because you then learn exactly what you need to do there is nothing theoretical everything is practical the stakes are higher you know, when you make a mistake, it's not, oh, no, you know, I'll write a test, I'll write a supplementary exam or test for that. No, it's got consequences. And you learn, you mature fast, I think, than in a purely academic setting. So 
in some in some instances, yeah, you know, a degree is necessary because it, it it makes you or barely competent in that field. So for example, a medical degree would be necessary for you to enter into that because you can't just start cutting up on people without, you know, having learned how to do it. Um, having learned the anatomy, the physiology, the biochemistry, all that stuff. You can't obviously start doing that, but it's probably best if, and this is where my gripe is, I think the high schooling situation is not the best because it seems like they're preparing you to write exams more than they're preparing you for the world. So how this all ties in is that in an apprenticeship, you then learn a lot of things, or in a technical college, you then learn a lot of things, is that you learn things you need. Um, so let's just take apprenticeship, for example. You then learn that, yeah, there's such a thing out there called taxes. There's such, you know, there are responsibilities, uh, balancing the budget, et cetera. Those things you don't really learn. And it's it, it, if you don't mature in that way, I feel, you don't really, you won't excel in other, in, in your professional life. Because again, all that stuff weighed in with all the things you know kind of gives you this, I don't know, I'm imagining a giant scale where everything kind of sort of weighted. And you then begin to mature off of that, making more, I guess, conscious of things that you make instead of being in a purely academic setting. So from grade one up until you finish college. So that's seven years plus six, uh, 13, then four, three years. You spend a, a, dec a decade and a half plus in this very sheltered environment. Um, obviously the internships and stuff like that, but I feel like there are no real consequences when it comes to stuff like that. Um, the only consequence is disappointing and, and uh, the people you, you intern with. And in, in that setting, you're pretty much a grunt and you're not, you're not exercising you know, the work at that level. It's in some industries, in some industries you are, like in the medical field, obviously when you start doing internships, you will be doing grunt work, but it's, it's all, it all matters. In some industries, I feel like, yeah, you can, like, I, I wouldn't say journalism, you would need a degree. Yeah, of course you would, but if you have a, if, if they can identify that high school level that you do have a knack for this and then put you through the paces for you to kind of get or understand what you need to be able to achieve in the field, I don't really think you'd need a degree for that. If you want to get it for the sake of vanity and for the sake that you're, you know, this is my marker in the sand, fair enough, but you learn a lot more. Like you were not learned, um, not learned, you're not taught certain things, especially managing people, for example, in, in, in let's just say a business setting, if you're doing bits of management or et cetera. And this is by no means disparaging anyone doing the course. I mean, if that's what you want to do, knock yourself out. But this is just my opinion. And in business management, you're taught a lot, but not the little nitty gritties of, for example, you know, negotiating and forth, mostly theory. You get into business, it's, it, there is no, because it's an ever shifting environment. And for you to exist in that environment, you then have to go behind the curve. Instead of had you started earlier, you would have been part of that ecosystem. And you would see the ebbs and flows and you learn from experience because every decision you make in that sphere has consequence. So you, you either have an knack for it or you don't. And I'm not trying to make it sound black and white like that, but you know, that's kind of the feeling that I have that, you know, it's, it's the example is that a friend of mine a while back was given an option. You can take all your university money and go to school, or you can take that amount and start a business. And he took the school option, but he said, no, at least I was given the option to at least say, you know, you can take the money that we're going to spend on you and then start a business. Because he had a knack for it, but he wanted to go through the whole academic system and stuff like that. So he ended up doing it, but in retrospect, he then said, you know, I should have, taking it there because I spent most of that time pretty much learning things that 
were not directly applicable to the, to the industry, to, the, to what I actually wanted to do. Taking risks was is a big part of being in business, for example. So being in that situation, but again, giving an 18-year-old X amount of money is really not the wisest thing to do unless they've got a natural knack for it. But then again, those are things I'm saying should be identified in an early stage. And that's not to say people are limited to the one career path, no. And this is obviously acknowledging the fact that having that piece of paper that said you've accomplished this gives you so many more options um, in the field. But then again, it doesn't stop the learning curve that you have to go through because in, every, in, in each industry you go to, you can work, for example, at one publication and go to the next. It doesn't mean that you will be, you know, hand in glove in both. There are certain peculiarities and things you need to learn one and the other. And even having that degree is just to make way to get you into the door. Keeping yourself there is now is simply on what you can deliver, what you can bring. The, the the natural you know skills and, and your skill set and and your intuition and all that kind of stuff that brings us what keep what keeps you there. Uh, sorry, I, I kind of rambled on. You can come back in now. See, this is what happens. You let me go, and this is what happens. I start, I start winding down road. <laughs> yes, I want, want you. I want you to release. <laughs> but but yeah, like so so I really. I really, I really vibe with with a bunch of the points that you mentioned there, especially in the sense that, um, you know, you go through this whole educational system, and you come out and you figure out that hey, you know what, um, the st- only a fraction, like the smallest fraction, of the stuff that I learned is actually applicable to the industry that I'm trying to get into. And I think especially in like um, mostly in third world countries, it's a bit of a problem because, you know, we have an adopted educational system that's kind of old. And because it is old, it, uh, it then means that the educational system is always playing catch up to the industries. So, um, so I think an example, I'm just giving examples of stuff that I'm familiar with. So, so if my example doesn't quite fit your uh, industry, uh, forgive me. <laughs> but like uh, in the engineering space, for example, um, we, you, can have, you can have a situation where um, you learn about analog radio switching systems, you know, like those things which just use like mechanical bits that would connect your call to where you want it to go. And you know, you would understand that system in and out. You'd be able to like draw the uh, circuit diagram of that whole machine by head. You would understand it to that point. But when you go into the industry now, you'll find out that such systems are non-existent anymore. They are now digital switches, which just have this card that does all the work. And if the card dies, you just pull out that card, chuck it and plug in a new one, configure it and it's done, you know? <clears throat> Sorry. So, so because of that, you, you then find out that um, to some people in some industries, it might not make sense to say, hey, I'm going to get a formal education because you're going to come out of the years behind and then you're going to have to play catch up to, to, to the industry. And that's when you then find out that an apprentice might, again, in certain industries, 
it might actually be an accelerated way of understanding the industry because they're checking you right into the workplace and you now have to figure out how exactly things are working in there. So, um, so it's, it's like an accelerated form of learning, really. Yeah, and I, I'm all for that. Uh, the thing that I think, and I'm, I know I'm going to baby boomers, but I think it's it's points. the first point is that we underestimate the maturity of young people these days because we look at them through the lens of our experience. So we think, you know, someone who's 18 years old now, in most terms, was like us when we were 18 years. Of course, things were similar, yes, but they developed, they grew up in a much more developed world than we did. So they probably picked up a lot of things a lot faster than we would have or have seen the world, like seen potential that we probably couldn't have. Um, so saying that someone needs to get a degree and get that experience, they might already have that maturity to go into the field and then learn about it on the job. The second point is, I think for us, who are the children of baby boomers, I think, because we're millennials, right? So yeah, okay. So it's it's the whole um, the whole middle class dream: the finish finish high school, get a degree, get a job, get married, have babies. You know that the, the have babies and get married is a separate topic for another day. But the whole get a degree and get a job has been baked into our minds as the only way. Like it's been, it's been like that's the only way you can make it. And there have been countless examples of people who've broken that mold. Like it's not the only way. And the one thing that is involved is a lot of risk. So some people were bold enough and smart enough to bet on themselves, and they won. Another one. Some other people lost. But in the same respect, you can be as doctored and whatnot as possible. Like have the PhDs and lining with qualifications probably again measuring success is difficult and if you are you know if, if we measure simply by money okay let's just use money as an example and of course it's not the only measure because people see success in a number of different ways but let's you might not you might not as be as successful in x amount of you know uh, money or a combination of whatever success success measures you use to someone who just bet on themselves and the intuition and went I was reading uh, this article, I'm not sure how true it is, but it was pretty interesting that there was this guy in America who apparently read a lot of economics, but never truly learned it like in the traditional sense and is considered one of the most knowledgeable people in the field. Uh, I wish I remember his name, but if I, if I, I'll definitely leave a link to the article that I read in the comments, so you can go check it out. Like, it isn't the only way, like the whole, you know, um, university, high school, university, it's not the only way. I have friends who just said, I'm not going to university. They'd rather get started working now. Or they picked up an apprenticeship they were um, just after high school and that just ended up being their career. And they're farther along than someone who would have started and gone through the whole application process of university. You know, if it wanted a gap here, the things that are in vogue. Sometimes it's, it's it may be good to go against the grain. And this is not to say to anyone that, you know, university degree is absolutely useless. It's not. If, 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 if it applies to the field or if it's something you want to do, go ahead and do it. But then again, it's, it's always good to weigh, you know, what industry you're going to and how you can possibly learn to get yourself into jobs much faster. Because now, if I'm not mistaken, it's more a case of how much work experience do you have rather than what kind of qualifications do you have. So you can meet the qualification standards in terms of academic setting, but you won't have the work experience. And you have to spend years catching up on that in some industries, of course. 
because like I said before, like medical fraternity, they have some of the applied sciences, you will have to go to university um, uh, to, to do. But others, hey, in my opinion, bet on yourself. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a bad influence. And the thing is, Ed is letting me talk. So my bad influence is coming out in full force. So if you're not blaming <laughs> anyone for this, is Ed. But again, Ed, oh, like, like I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, like, yeah. Being given the chance to bet on yourself younger with what you know now, I know that's a that's a difficult question to ask, and it's a massive hypothetical. Would you have bet on yourself earlier or not? Um. So I think. Uh, oh man, I'm not. I'm not too sure, eh? Um. Because the the thing is, you know, I haven't reached at a stage where I can say, "Hey, man, it's worked out." So. <laughs> To then say um, whatever it is that I'm choosing to do is uh, is what like betting on myself now with what I know. It's still too early because I'm still in a discovery phase of what actually works, and so um, uh, it also goes to this philosophical question of what is success, hey? Because I think I think that's where it leads to. Because if, if it works, then it was successful. And as you were saying, success might be, uh, might be financial, but sometimes it might be just self-fulfillment as well. Uh, the best would be a combination of both, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like I can have something that's fulfilling right now. And I would say in that regard, it has been successful. And if, someone is pursuing um, that as their own form of success. I mean, I'm pretty sure there, there are some people out there probably that are enjoying generational wealth. So money is not really a thing. They'll rather just do something that fulfills them, which is probably something humanitarian in the, in the, in the so- social sense, like going out there, just checking out, just checking out the situation in the world and trying to make a difference. And there is people that are uh, that would want to do something fulfilling in a scientific sense. So, hey, I'm going to learn science so that I can make the world a better place through science, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, uh, betting on myself. Um, at the moment, I would say it's fifty-fifty because, again, um, I would love the best of both worlds where my version of success is I am marinated or papered and <laughs> I'm also <laughs> I'm also happy with what I'm doing. Um, at the moment, the happiness bit is getting there. It's like really close to being utterly fulfilling. And um, and yeah, it's been just it's been just fueled by the desire to just know stuff. So, so for example, at Tigzim, people know me as a guy who makes videos. Um, but yeah, when I joined video, when I joined Tigzim, I had no clue of how to make videos. And that was like in 2016. I only started doing videos at Tigzim in 2017. And everything I've learned, I've learned on my own. I did not attend a school for it. I did not, whether it's online or or a brick and mortar type school to know how to edit videos. I didn't do a course of any sort. I just had an idea 
and went on the internet to find out how I can turn that idea into something tangible, into the video that I want to make. So that has been a very fulfilling thing for me in terms of being able to imagine and then turn that imagination into reality. Uh, some imaginations are taking time to materialize, but it's okay. We'll get there. But yeah, I I think to to like half the extent I would be I would bet on myself on that. Um, I think I think we did good so far in terms of just doing the stuff that I enjoy doing. Well, what about you? <laughs> oh me, I'll bet on myself hundred yeah. percent. Was I told if I was okay. told when, when did I finish school? Two thousand and nine. I finished high school yeah. two thousand and nine. I was given the options of like the one my friend was given, which he here's the money to like um go to university, go to university or do what you want with it. I'd have taken give me the money. Like if if I could go back in time in that way, that, <laughs> that like hoy that cash, give me that money. <laughs> I want to go and finish now I want to start like me that like, <laughs> Because that's the thing, like, I wanted to, like, I would have, not a dream or aspiration, but, you know, I wanted to get into writing a lot earlier. But, you know, when you're dealing with competing theories and with baby boomers who want things their own way for whatever reason, uh, um, you then have to, like, contend with, with you know, being superseded in certain, in certain decisions, which is fair enough. You know, I, I don't regret the entire experience because I learned more than I thought I would in, you know, my very short life. But, um like if I was if I could go back in time now I'll probably say give me the money even without knowing the things I know um you know in, at that time I think it was possibly better to bet on yourself because so many things hadn't been done and if you had the imagination you could pretty much do a number of things um and that's what to say it's, it's all it's all going to be bet on success of course you're going to fail like failure is just a part of the game you just have to get used to it but I feel like the whole, you know, schooling situation is, is yeah, it, it, it wasn't for me. Now, this again is to say that a degree, like I think I'll read it, I've said this twice or three times. In Zim, it's probably safest to get a degree. Like, that's the only way you can guarantee um, some sort of safety. I, I understand people do that. But then again, we've got so many people with degrees who aren't doing much who can't exercise the, the things they learned because simply there's no opportunities for them. And again, this the beauty of a degree. It gives you an out. So you can literally go to other places if they accept you um, and then learn or continue studying there and then learn. It's, it's a gateway, basically. But for those who want to take risks, and I'm not saying you should do this again, assess your own situation and see what, what works for you. Um, and then again, talk to the people around you, the people who know you. If they're receptive enough to hear you, you'll be lucky. Um, but then again, know that it's, it's on you now. Like if you don't take the safety net and you don't and you bet on yourself, it's now on you. Mm. Um, so you know you have to accept that responsibility. And if you feel you're not mature enough, or you feel you know, there's that hubris, <laughs> you could take it. <laughs> oh yeah, confidence, that bravado. Yeah. So you should, you should actually always be wary of that. Um, sometimes it's always good to take time. Like you can be like you give me the option of no, here's the money at university and here's the chief is the investor opportunity and you can just take time to think about it. Even in your time to think about it, you can go to a technical college or a technical school. Because I, I watched this YouTuber called Dan Olson, um, who mm. was like, uh, he's a he's a video editor just like you. It was like, people who go to film school to become editors and producers, etc. you don't really need to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to film school. 
just go to a, like a technical college. You learn pretty much everything. Because he he basically said I I learned all the things I learned at technical college, and his editing skills are insane. Mm. So I was like, yeah, you know, you can take that time, think about it. You know, go to technical college. It's probably cheaper. Learn the skills you want, depending on the field you want to go into, of course. And then assess what you want to do with yourself. Because again, the, the the this whole another problem I think is that whole we're pre we have a destiny to do this. Okay, if you have a calling, oh, yeah. I am not saying you don't do your thing, man. But careers change, life changes. Um, and the thing you might have wanted to bet yourself on might not be the thing you want anymore if you give yourself enough time. And in saying give yourself enough time, I've just realized that you're wasting more time in not making a decision. But then again, in a reverse of a reverse, you might need that time to see what you actually want to invest your time because you don't want to get to an age where you can't then now start learning new things or you've been worn down by life to a point that you can't start doing other things. So, it, you know, you don't, you don't then look back and regret. So sometimes giving time and probably thinking, do I actually want to do this? It's probably for the best. But if you have a knack and actual affinity for something and your gut says yes and you're good at it, do it. Mm. Do it. Do it. So, so, so essentially, I don't know if, it, if this is rounding it off or anything, but so essentially... What what we're getting from this whole discussion is whether it's apprenticeship or it's going to a university and that degree, uh, each of them have their own place. But you also have to have the dexterity to uh, to be able to pick what works best for you. And I think it also works in hand with the people around you understanding that you've reached a level of certain level of maturity. So if they understand that you're probably smart mm. enough to see things, or they've given you that sense of independence to, you know, be able to explore and, you know, get your foot into the world, they can see, you know, this person's probably going to be all right. Um, you know, um, or this person probably needs education. Sometimes it's good to listen to people when they say, no, I think you should, you should try to do this. We should try to do that. Again, it's all about being honest with yourself. Like there are things you're good at and things you're not. Um, yep. So if you understand that you're not, you're not, and again, I, I don't know, 18, 19, is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it through my experience. I was too dumb to make the decisions I would now. Like, <laughs> again, I would have been on myself and I probably, I don't, I won't say I'm succeeded, but I probably have learned a lot. But mm. uh, I, I'm saying I, I wasn't in a situation where I, where university was going to be the best thing because it was again, going from one sheltered institution, which is, you know, the lower academia to tertiary education. So in that, mm. it precludes me from learning a number of things. So even when I took a gap year oh, yeah. and I worked, I did gain a lot of experience I learned. And I even, in that point, I felt like, had I gone to university immediately after, goodness knows what could have happened. Because there's so many things I hadn't yet gotten a handle of and hadn't understood. So that first experience, I didn't regret it. Like I, I don't regret it. But again, I feel like taking that risk teaches you so much. Well, let me speak for myself and say, teach, would have taught me so much more than it is now, uh, more than I am now, because you don't get like you don't get older and then realize like um, I don't know this, I don't know, and it's not even not knowing in the, in the theoretical sense, but in the practical sense. Mm. That that oh, yeah. issue. Had I started writing earlier, I probably would have like it would have been. It's 2009. I would have been 10 years into the business, probably well established, doing other things. I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. all that lost time kind of, you know, 
drags me down. Well, that's yeah. me speaking from my own experience. Not saying that education isn't important. It is important. Um, you have to do what you feel is right. And sometimes parents, even though I'm not a kid, well, even, even though I don't have kids, listen to them. Just try and understand. Sometimes safety nets don't help because some, I know some people who've gone to university and can't do anything with their degrees. Mm, mm. Or have gone to yep. university and don't have the imagination to do things with their degrees. So Imagination. I like the word imagination there. So again, you're welcome to throw stones at me. I'm at Chitungu on Twitter. Hit me up. Yep, and I'm at Edwin Chabuka3 on Twitter if you want to support me. (laughs) (laughs) I will not accept stones at all. (laughs) Uh, I I welcome the stones because nothing is built without conversation. So we should disagree. Yeah, Yeah, you know, agreeing and disagreeing are fair and equal measure we need to make mistakes we need to not make mistakes we need to agree and disagree yep. for us to get some sort of completion yep. either we agree to disagree or become enemies so <laughs> it works true it'll work like that yeah, so I'm guessing Shami was not able to make it well yeah she was totally knocked out with her internet yeah, she sent me a message. Apparently, Below Hill has got a massive internet gremlin. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's sad news. The whole of Below Hill. She's got bombed, but apparently it's a... So. Ah. Well, hopefully it comes back up soon. I mean... Yeah, we need we need Shami to balance us out, otherwise we talk too long. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen. So since Shami's not here, Ed, do the thing. <laughs> well, my job's so easy because I just have to say, hey, my boy. Uh out. <laughs> we'll catch y'all next time. Thank you for listening. Do subscribe to the channels so that we know you like these things and we make more of them. And give us feedback because we don't know if we're on the right track or not. So just let us know what you think. Yee. Till next Peace. time.